This is the Enthusiasts Guild, a place for conversations about wonderful and interesting things with the people who enjoy them. I'm Fletcher C. Finch. I'm Adam Zremski. And our return guest today is Christy Holfeth, who's going to talk to us about parenting and pop culture. Welcome back, Christy. Thank you. Excited to be here. So I just recently had my first baby, like 10 weeks ago. So that is what is consuming most of my waking hours and sleeping hours at the moment. How are you able to maintain your enthusiasm for shows, for pop culture since you became a mother? Having two kids myself now, I've kind of experienced it, but this is brand new for you. So just what it's been like, how you've been handling it, if you've been missing some things or not. So I guess that's where I was looking at it from. Yeah, well, I, as you both know, am an avid consumer of books, TV shows, movies, and have a big opinion on most of them. So I was kind of nervous, actually, because those are my hobbies and they don't really lend themselves very well to a, you know, a newborn. (laughs) Um, And so I was actually kind of a little nervous just because that's, you know, I enjoy those things and time is in short supply. But I have found myself, I have been able to find time um, to keep keep up on some of those things and just in different forms um for books I have been able to read like one book but um I have I'm not always a huge fan of listening to books but I have started listening to a lot of audiobooks and I, I've been drawn to a lot of nonfiction actually which I wasn't expecting but I very much like listening to like memoirs and things read by the authors so I've been doing that a lot which is great because you can't, you know, just settle in to feed the baby for 45 minutes and I'm able to listen to, you know, a third of a book or whatever. And it's kind of made me step outside my comfort zone of books, which is usually like historical fiction and things like that. Do you have a recent example? I listened to the memoir of Jonathan Van Ness, Over the Top. He's one of the Queer Eye hosts. And also um, the memoirs of Mara Wilson, who played Matilda, which is one of my favorite movies. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was a very good book. It was very interesting. And she's my age. So it was very, it was just cool to listen to her talk about like our references are exactly the same. And, you know, her growing up versus me growing up is obviously very different, but it was great. So that is how I've been consuming books for the most part. TV shows, I have found myself going back and re-watching rather than watching anything new for the most part. I've watched some new like trash TV. (laughs) I'm not proud of my early selections, but since the first like kind of hazy week or two, I've been re-watching rather than branching out. I'm curious about that. Is that something where something you've watched before is more comfortable or is it that it requires less of your attention? Both, I think. It's having a new baby. It's also just kind of the state of the world right now, which is just insane. So it was having a newborn and also having a newborn in isolation. Like no one has, we just, you know, for three months, no one has come over. No one has you know, I wasn't balancing visitors or anything. So it was just me and this baby for a long time. <laughs> so it, I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to dig into some, you know, some kind of cynical, dark, hour long drama. I wanted something that would be comforting. Um, so I 
in short order, watched all of Scrubs. I rewatched Community. And I also watched Tiger King, which I'm not, you know, super proud of. But I did. I watched it in about two days. Now, Adam, how does that compare to your experience when you were a new parent? I definitely, uh, books took a, probably the biggest backseat. Yeah. That was tough. I think my podcast listening increased. Yes. So probably something similar where it's just like, oh, I can put some earbuds in. And if I'm either mowing the lawn or shoveling snow or you're walking to work, whatever, it was just easier to quickly digest something that way. I haven't done a lot of TV. Like I was probably more movie watching in the past mm. where I'd go to the library and get something. It could be random. It could be something that's comforting or action or funny. Um, but that was probably more my thing where it's like, oh, you know, I'd go through a couple movies a week easily. Just, yep, going to watch this more than TV shows. And that's pretty much non-existent now. A mix of, you know, other interests, maybe hanging with the kids. So... I f- found I was going to, I was wondering about you, Christy, if, and it's still early, but if there's a point where you're just like, you know, I don't have time for all this. So I'm just like getting better at cutting things out. And I wondered if you thought you're seeing that already where you're like, you know what? I know you watched Tiger King, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so clearly you found some. <laughs> well, I'll say, um, I go back to work next week. So that is kind of a new level of parenthood that I'm sure I will have to do that a lot better because it has been two and a half months of hanging out with Marcy on the couch, you know, and filling our days. Uh, So I, I'm sure that I will have to make more of those kind of, is this worth my time when I only have this much time? Um, Do I want to just zone out and watch this useless thing or, you know, read this book that I'm not that into So not too much yet, just because I pretty much have had nothing but time um, (laughs) for the last few weeks. But you mentioned podcasts. And yeah, that's been that's been huge, too, along with the audiobooks. Just if she's fussy and I'm just bouncing her for, you know, hours or whatever, or we do a lot of walks around the neighborhood for, you know, an hour at a time. It's so nice to just be able to have something going at that time if she's napping or whatever. So, yeah, I found a few um I'm caught up on old podcasts I like, and I've tried to find a few new ones. And same sort of thing. I don't want to listen to the news. I'm very much looking for an escape when I consume those types of things. So that's what I've been drawn to. What what are some of the podcasts you've been listening to? Okay, no, I just said I want an escape from the dark. But my favorite murder is um, my favorite podcast. It's been my favorite podcast for years um, so I listen to that one a lot and it's just, I don't know if you, neither of you probably listen to that, right? No, I'm not familiar with it. I can't do true crime. I am very much into true crime, but it's these two women who talk about, it's a true crime comedy podcast is how they describe it. And though those two things do not seem like they go together, they make them go together. Um, they have lots of great conversations about mental health and kind of the things that lead up to true crime. So it's just kind of one of my favorites. Um, and they're very funny, like laugh out loud, funny at points. So I love my favorite murder. Um, I recently found this podcast called called Dolly Saves America about Dolly Parton and about how she is the great American uniter. 
like Republican or Democrat, poor, rich, country, city, everyone loves Dolly Parton. And this guy kind of dissects why that is and what it is about her and her story. So that's another one I've been listening to. And then there is a podcast called Lore that I really like that are kind of bite-sized stories, exactly what it sounds like, lore, all sorts of myths and um, just stories from around the world that the guy talks about kind of all over the place. There's a podcast that I love called Myths and Legends, and that's pretty much what he does, too, is it's retellings of traditional myths from around the world. Yeah, I like that one just because, like I said, it's kind of bite sized. So if you have 15 minutes, you can listen to a whole one and not be cut off. And do either of you guys watch Scrubs or have you watched Scrubs? I have. Yeah, I watched it years ago. I, I have not seen an episode in quite a while. That's one of my just go to's for shows like I love it. Zach Braff and Donald Faison, Turk and JD, just started a podcast during quarantine called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. <laughs> and it is a Scrubs rewatch podcast. And they started at the beginning and they're just rewatching each one and talking about it. Oh, my God. They've had their the creator on. They've had several co you know, several of the co-stars on. And it's awesome. <laughs> I have to tell my sister about that. She's a huge Scrubs fan. I bet she, I bet she already knows. It's like comfort food, like for this time. Like it is they're rewatching something they were both on 20 years ago and just giving you all exactly what you wish you knew about your favorite show. Just all the back backstage stuff, all the background and things you didn't know was going on. So that's another really fun one. I've heard from other new parents that after having a child, it's really hard to watch movies, especially that have people suffering or children who are in peril. Have you guys found that to be true? I've rewatched Criminal Minds like three times now. And I have not, I was in the middle of, I don't know, season seven or something. Um, and I have not gone back to it. I don't know if that's why, but I, again, I just, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to have that in my life, I guess, right now. My sister-in-law who has three kids loves she, like we were watching game of thrones together she loved it she read she was reading the books um but she would google the episodes before she watched them on hbo to see like what exactly was going on because if there was you know some of those are hard to watch for various reasons and she would if there was anything that involved kids she would oh, yeah. she's like nope i don't need to see that hmm. how about you adam yeah. Um, it, when you asked that, it made me think of uh, a writer I enjoy, Drew McGarry. He's he's put out there, you know how shows or movies, they have like the rating, um, rated PG-13 R for this. He goes, movies should have a rating and not to get too dark, but like if a kid dies in this movie, I need to know this now. Like mm -hmm. I need to know in advance before I go into this. I know several times my wife and I will be watching something and out of nowhere, like... Or it, not out of nowhere, like something's leading there and you're like, oh, no. And maybe we've had a drink or two and it's just like, I know it upsets her. And there was one time there's a it's a really good movie called A Monster Calls mm. um, with Liam Neeson. He's the voice of this giant tree. And it's it's more uh, metaphorical. That sounds amazing. Yeah. But the the boy's mother is dying of cancer. And I know that one. We got through part of it and it, we had to turn it off for a moment. We talked for a bit because she was a little upset. And, and, and she, it was a great movie. I highly recommend it to anyone. And I understand why, because at the same time watching it, you're like, oh, that sucks. But 
I think another a week later, have you heard of the movie Arrival? Amy Adams, it was a newer one. I think within the first 10 minutes, it's not really a spoiler. Her daughter passes away of cancer. And I had literally said to Sharon before with this, I'm like, don't worry, like there's no crazy, it's, it's, it's about aliens. There's no family death. And that happens. And she looks at me and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. So I, I think, yeah, there's, there's something to it. Um, though you watch some of these cartoons or like Pixar movies and they have the <sighs> sentimental moments. And I know Christy sent me a picture of her little one now. And I was just like, ah, that's <laughs> such a cute kid. And I never would think these oh. things. And <laughs> it's like you watch the movies now and you're like, damn it, they're getting to me. Hey, Fletcher, um, we had our lives change a little bit with kids. I, I know you don't have any, but have maybe during the pandemic now, have you seen anything as far as your consumption changing? I've basically avoided anything stressful whatsoever. I don't watch many movies that are suspenseful. I watch very little with interpersonal conflict right now. I do a lot of rewatching. Yes. I'm watching things that are comfort food or if I don't know what's going to happen, I know that nothing terrible is going to happen. I think the first thing I was actually watching a lot of was Bob's Burgers. Yes. <laughs> Pure. Turn on the TV and know like, oh, you know, any conflicts will be minor. There will be funny things. This is going to be good. I honestly feel a little guilty because there are so many good shows that I have not watched. We have all these things just sitting, waiting, you know, and they're good shows. Like they've gotten these great reviews. They're like critically acclaimed, whatever. And nope, I'm going to turn on Scrubs for the 14th time. But it's it is just what I it's what I'm drawn to right now, for sure. Or Adventure Time. Do either of you guys watch Adventure Time? No, I've, I've not seen Adventure Time. It is a cartoon. And fun fact, it is actually where we got our daughter's name. There's a character named Marceline in that show. She's a vampire. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but Marceline, the vampire queen. But it is an animated show. And the episodes are only 15, minute, 15 minutes long. It is so like it's the purest show. And then it ends up having these crazy, this crazy backstory and these great unexpected themes and things throughout. But overall, it's just like kind of a goofy little animated show. And that's what that's what we watch together when we have time, um, just because it is just the ultimate kind of cotton candy for your brain. I don't want to sit down and watching some dark show just dark themes and I have to sit and concentrate for an hour and I don't have an hour, first of all. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just not what I need right now at all. As a child, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. And so I recently started a rewatch from the beginning of The Simpsons. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's a good choice. You'll be doing that forever. I'd seen a lot of episodes over over time, but... There were definite holes in my early Simpsons knowledge. I've heard from a lot of places, you know, the, the first five or eight seasons are fantastic. And so it's it's fun to be experiencing those. You could, I mean, you'll be doing that for years if you started at the beginning. That's crazy. <laughs> it's definitely an option. <laughs> do you watch any, do your kids watch any TV, Adam? We try to keep it lighter in the mm -hmm. warmer months now and get them outside. But uh, it's pretty much you'll get to watch some Sesame Street or there's a show called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie based on the book. Oh, my God. 
and um, she always probably came across like a year and a half ago or more mm -hmm. and she always calls it cookie mouse so that's how <laughs> i was about to say oh yeah she's watching cookie mouse but um <laughs> yeah if, if you give a mouse a cookie i am pretty proud that she into the spider-man into the spider-verse cartoon movie nice she loves that and um she's got a friend uh a, she's the her friend is the daughter of a friend of mine and he's big into like the teenage mutant ninja turtles um, so we've kind of caught a couple episodes when the library was still open, getting some of them out and letting her watch those. But I think, yeah, Sesame Street, if you give a mouse a cookie, are the main ones that she is interested in watching. So there's no like terrible, like teeth grinding, hate it so much shows like you don't, you don't have anything that's like terrible. No, haven't been, haven't had that yet. Um, I thought for a while we would be able to keep her away from frozen. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't think, yeah, I didn't know how serious <laughs> that would actually be. Her cousins were very into it, but she was like, she hadn't seen it for a while. Like it had been out for at least a year. And so she didn't know oh, anything yeah. about it. And then all of a sudden the neighbors down the road gave us the DVD and <laughs> that was that. So now she's a big fan of that, <laughs> but yeah, a couple um, movies here and there for her. I remember when your daughter was first, when you were first introducing your daughter to, to television and to Sesame Street, you weren't watching modern Sesame Street. You were limiting that to classic Sesame Street. And can you tell us a little bit about that? I just thought the shows were better. The newer ones were almost boring. Really? And too much Elmo. Too much Elmo. <laughs> um, and there was a good sarcasm that I was, I guess I enjoyed the older ones too, like rewatching them now. And so I was cool going back there where you kind of have like Cookie Monster being sarcastic at times, um, which they still keep. They've brought that back more. <laughs> we should do a podcast on Sesame Street. <laughs> I did not have PBS growing up. So I like didn't watch Sesame Street or Mr. Rogers or Reading Rainbow or anything. And Dave thinks it's like it's absurd that I never watched those originally, but we just didn't have them. Are there any pieces of pop culture from your own childhood that you are looking forward to introducing to your child? I will just say that I have a list of books in my head that I want to introduce to Marcy and I will be devastated if she's not a reader. It's actually not an option. She'll be a reader, but um, <laughs> you know, specific, like just so many books from, I remember reading them the first time and I still love them. So I'm so excited when she's old enough to kind of take that stuff in and love it as much as me, hopefully. Yeah, I guess introducing her to some of the the comic book things has been fun. Mason still hasn't been. He's the younger one for the listeners out there. Um, he's kind of like, yeah, what he likes Elmo. I like seeing that. <laughs> but um yeah, it's just kind of fun introducing her to that. The some of the things I've enjoyed, like the Spider-Man movie and some of the turtle stuff. But I guess it's kind of cool seeing what she really enjoys and then getting into it with her. So like with uh, if you give a mouse a cookie, there's a character Moose. Um, he's kind of Canadian like and <laughs> he's known for making muffins and baked goods. And he's also kind of kind of the scaredy cat of the group at times where he's just like, Oh no, that's, I don't know about Halloween. And, um, <laughs> so like we can like communicate sometimes as moose where it's just like, 
I like muffins. Oh, muffins are good. And she'll come back with me at that and like repeat it. So it's, it's cool seeing what she's interested in. And, and since the, the show is pretty good, um, I don't mind watching it with her and hanging out. And then you get to build that with them kind of seeing what they're enthusiastic for. It's really cute. <laughs> Doctor Who, that's probably something that I would be excited to share with my kids just because it is that kind of thing that bridges adult uh, it's for adults and it's okay for kids to watch too so just suck her into the nerd world early and (laughs) hope she likes it as much as i do i got that opportunity my nephew turned 10 and i bought him the hobbit and I, I bought him. It was nice. I was able to find at Barnes and Noble one of those nice, like, hardcover illustrated editions. And he was exactly as excited about it as I had hoped he would be. Oh, that's awesome. He wrote me a thank you card that had a picture of a wizard and dwarves. And I was just thrilled. <laughs> I, I was a Harry Potter girl growing up. I, you know, went to the midnight, the midnight book releases and the midnight movie showings and things. And my husband is not that much of a reader, but his his main thing that he loves is Lord of the Rings. Um, and I mentioned because I'm excited to share Harry Potter with her and, you know, all these other things. And I said, like, oh, would you read Lord of the Rings with Marcy? Like, you know, when she's old. Enough? And he was like, oh, ha- yeah, of course. And it made me so happy, just like that. He's excited to share. You know, it's not like as many things as I'm crazy about, but his one thing that he really loves, he's excited to share with her too. So I'm excited for that. I have great memories from my own childhood of reading aloud as a family where first when we were younger, my parents would read books to my sisters and I, and then as we got older, they'd have us all take turns reading the books. That is the purest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Like the honestly most lovely thing. (laughs) I I think we got through the first two Harry Potter books. I read them with my sister on the bus in the morning on the way to school. It's just fun to think about sharing that kind of stuff with your kids. It's a great family bonding opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much good stuff out there. There's so much mediocre stuff and bad stuff, but there's also like all these great treasures of, you know, whether they're TV shows or movies or books or whatever, but there's just so much good stuff. I can't wait till she is old enough to appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Enthusiasts Guild. I'm Fletcher C. Finch. I'm Adam Zaremski. Christy, thanks so much for being on the Enthusiasts Guild to talk with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. You can subscribe and hear all our episodes through your podcast player of choice. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Enthusiasts Guild. Our music this episode is Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, licensed under a Creative Commons license.